coming up on the Venus Cuckoldress podcast. We're going to start smashing the cuck stereotype. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. I think a lot of the cuckolds have this idea that there's a lot of shame and humiliation and you almost have to be an ashtray for your cuckoldress. And that's never been the way that I've engaged with it. Um, it's always been much more that the cuckold is a valuable you know, partner in this relationship. So being a man is saying, this is what I really want. This is what I want from the world. And I'm going to go out and get it. So when I do go out and get it, <laughs> when I go down for, you know, cleanup duty after she just got a massive cream pie, then I feel like, fuck, like, this is the type of man I want to be. The one that's <laughs> chin deep in some pussy would just <laughs> all, all that running all over my face. <laughs> yeah. And also I. <laughs> this is going to piss some people off, but um, <laughs> don't reason to shy away from controversy. Um, I also think uh, it's being a little bit of a pussy to use the term sag. I feel like people are just afraid of the word cuckold. Like, just own up. Just say, hell yeah, I like to do this cuckold thing. I like to, you know, go down on my girl after she fucks. I like to see her sucking a big dick and, you know, have my cock right in my hand next to her. Like, just, just embrace it. Like, stop being afraid of a word, man. <laughs> That's <laughs> now listening to the Venus Cuckoldress podcast, a place to learn all things cuckolding for the curious, the passionate, and the sexually empowered woman who wants it all. Go to venuscuckoldress.com to subscribe to the podcast, ask a question for the show, and find the elusive Venus Vault, a sneak peek behind the bedroom door. Now sit back, make yourself comfortable, and let's dive right into this episode. to this episode of the Venus Cuckoldress Podcast. I'm your host, Venus. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I'm going to start out with some really big news. <laughs> like, this is mind-blowing news that I have about the podcast. I happened to check the rankings of the podcast recently, and I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? What? <laughs> What? <laughs> Apparently, this podcast, this little podcast about cuckolding is ranked in the top 1% of all of the podcasts in the world. That's almost 3 million podcasts in the top 1%. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> wow, that is like mind-blowing, literally mind-blowing. I cannot believe it. Two years of podcasting and this little show is that popular? Pe that many people want to listen to me talk about cuckolding? Like, wow, mind-blowing, just next level, holy fuck. <laughs> so... I guess congratulations is order in order. And uh, I'm just like fucking thrilled, absolutely thrilled, shocked, thrilled, all of the emotions, all the feels are going on right now. And that's not even all of it. Okay, so there's another milestone I'm about to fucking break right now. This show is about to hit and crack the 1 million downloads. <laughs> Mark, I was like, holy fuck, all of this is happening really fast. And it's just really amazing. And I'm just beyond thrilled. Thank you so much to everybody who has been listening to this show, showed interest in this show, shared it with your friends, 
And I would just I would like to ask one favor from you all. Let's just continue to make this a success. And by that, I would really love for you to go and do um, a rating and review for the show. And you can do that on Apple Podcasts. And I don't know if you can do it on Spotify because I don't really know, but <laughs> you can do it somewhere. And I would really, really appreciate that because that helps as well. So thank you so much to everybody who has made this show such a success. I am just thrilled. And in case you missed it uh, from the last episode, I do have a new helpful cuck tier on Patreon, which has just been so fun. So if you are interested in helping me out with some of these tasks that I really do honestly need help with, things like finding new bowls, choosing new lingerie, or getting ready for dates, or figuring out new podcast topics, those kind of things. I really do need help. So this has been a really fun and exciting tier. If you're interested in joining, you can go to my Patreon, which is patreon.com slash Venus Cuckoldress. The link is in the show notes for today. And that tier also gets you access to the Venus Vault. It also gives you access to all of the Pillow Talk events. And you can have one-to-one chats with me. And it also gives you access to a ton of bonus episodes and lots more. And I have some news. Actually, you probably heard me talk about Hot Wife Palooza 2 that's coming up this September in Palm Springs at the Exotic Dreams Resort. So that's going to be a super sexy weekend. Lots of bulls, lots of couples. And it's going to be a lot of fun. So there, that's happening on the weekend of the 23rd and 24th. And there's also going to be, this is really interesting, a film producer, an award-winning film producer, actually, and director. Uh, Roderick Stevens is going to be there. And he's going to be filming a documentary called Open. So interesting. So he, <laughs> he's going to be filming, obviously, with anyone who's willing to be filmed. So <laughs> that's only if you want to. And my friend Doc Chocolate from the Bulls and Queens podcast, he's going to be there doing a live broadcast on Friday and Saturday night from the main pool deck with a DJ as well on Friday and Saturday from one o'clock onwards. So make sure you get your passes quick because this one is definitely going to sell out. Oh, and one more thing. They're actually going to be offering single male groups of four or more a special discount price for hot wife gangbang groups that would like to attend for the event. And you can get more information about that as well as figure out how to buy your tickets for the event by clicking on the link that's in the show notes for this episode today. Okay, there's just one more thing I want to say before we jump into this episode today. Coming up on the 26th of July, so that's, you know, right around the corner, there's going to be a moan chat where I will be joining the lovely Crystal Welch to talk about what happens when a hot wife or cuckold just falls in love with her bull. So we're going to dive right into that whole complicated issue. And then on Thursday, July 28th, I'm going to be doing a moan chat with my friend Key Barrett, who wrote the books. <laughs> on chastity and female-led relationships. And we're going to talk all about chastity and have lots of, of fun discussions and stories going on for that one as well as talking about chastity sex positions. So make sure that you join us on the Moan app. It's available now for Apple and Android users. So just go to this app store, download it, the Moan app, M-O-N. And I hope that you join me for those fun conversations. All right, let's go. Time to jump in for this episode with Confident Cuck to talk about smashing the cuck stereotype. Here we go. Joining me on the show today is a very good friend of mine who's actually been on the show once before. He goes by the name of Confident Cuck. And he is the author of a very successful, amazing, wonderful cuck blog. And he also has dabbled into podcasting as well. So welcome to the show, John. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you so much, Venus, for having me on. I really appreciate the opportunity to be here and talk about these very important topics. First of all, I, I want to just point out for the listeners that you are an experienced cuck, right? Yes. Okay. 
And uh, so you you understand what this relationship is all about. What was it that inspired you to start writing? And what about that that uh, term confident cuck? Where did that come from? So I think the term confident cuck came a lot from just realizing that this is not just a kink or not just a fetish, but it's a lifestyle that I really want to engage in and I have engaged in and I found it really fulfilling. And it's basically like an identity at this point. And I don't have any shame in it. I don't have any uh, problem. (laughs) Anybody that knows me uh, in real life knows um, that I'm pretty open about it as well. And I (laughs) don't mind talking about it any chance I get. Um, But what got me to start actually writing the blog a lot is hearing your podcast and reading your blog and seeing your side of how much value the cuck had. And I didn't really see any other guys going out and talking about how good it feels to be valued in that way in this role as a cuckold. So that, along with a lot of the other misconceptions you see, just made me want to throw my hat in the ring and say what I got to (laughs) say. Well, it's an amazing blog. And you've done a lot of really great posts that um, that really gives the the guy's perspective. And so where did Confident Cuck, well, how come you named it Confident Cuck? What is that all about? Well, number one, I like uh, uh, alliteration, I think is the literary tool. So <laughs> anything that starts with the same letter just always, um, you know, has a nice little uh, design to it. Um, but also, I think a lot of the cuckolds have this idea that there's a lot of shame and humiliation, and you almost have to be an ashtray for your cuckoldress. And that's never been the way that I've engaged with it. Um, it's always been much more that the cuckold is a valuable, you know, partner in this relationship, and the cuckold is, you know, the nest that the cuckoldress comes back to after, you know, flying and you know, soaring across the <laughs> the skies for a little bit, doing what she needs to do. Um, so really being confident in that role and not wanting to be a bold, not wanting to um, be necessarily like a sissy or any of these other things, um, but really wanting that role as a cuck uh, is really what made me lean into that name. Love it. Okay. So are you ready? We're going to we're gonna get into this. We're going to start smashing the cuck stereotype. Are you ready? <laughs> Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> okay. So does a cuck have to be submissive or does cuck equal submissive? I don't think that cuckold means submissive. I don't think it's necessarily required. Typically when I talk to a lot of people that are in the BDSM lifestyle with different submission and domination power dynamics, that seems to be separate from the cuckolding. However, I do think that there is something unique about the cuckold in that we really want to put the woman first in our lifestyle. And I think that's what separates a cuckold from something like a stag, even though we both have a lot of commonalities um, and talking with a few of the people that do identify with a stag or like seeing their women, you know, open and promiscuous. Uh, I realized that the, the cuckold mindset is very much focused on her first and her pleasure first, and then getting that compersive. I don't know if that's necessarily a word, but <laughs> getting the pleasure from that compersion uh, is really where the cuckold thrives. Okay. Do you think that a lot of people just assume that cucks have to be submissive? That's definitely the notion for sure. And I think that comes from, again, that it is about putting the woman first. So if you are going to put your woman first, then you'll be willing to do things for her. And if you're willing to do things for your woman or willing to submit to her desires, then I can see how those two play off each other. Um, But I think it's also important to remember that Me as a cuckold, I want to do everything that I'm doing. Um, I had a post that I had a while back where I said, there isn't anything I want to do for my cuckolders. I would do anything that she wanted. And somebody said like, oh, well, what if she like wanted to, you know, have some Saudi prince own her? And I was like, well, that's when I say, (laughs) when I say anything, (laughs) I mean, we've spoken about this. She knows what I want. I know what she wants. And there's nothing that she's going to say that's going to pull me out of that because I want to dedicate myself to her so much. So if she wants me to do something a little bit um, crazy or risque or a little bit humiliating or something like that. I don't mind doing that, but I see myself as rising to that occasion rather than like submitting to do this task that I don't really want to do. I definitely really want to do all of it. <laughs> so is, is in your mind, do you think that submission maybe is less about kink and more about trust? I think that that's a good way to put it. Um, Cause I definitely, with cuckolding, I definitely feel like I put my trust into my cuckold dress and say, hey, like, I want to focus on you. I want you to explore your sexuality. I want to see where you're going to take this and what guys are really going to 
uh, hit it off with you and who you're going to pick out, you know, out of all the all the sausages being thrown out of you, which one you're really going to think is the best. Um, and I'm trusting you to go on that journey uh, and then to involve me in some way. And then having that involvement and having that trust there that I'm going to be involved um, and also having that patience to be involved when she wants me to. Um, I can understand how that feels submissive. But, yeah, I think trust is uh, uh, really getting at the heart of it. Hey guys, guess what? I have found something pretty amazing. It is a natural way for you to get better erection strength, quality, and firmness, all things I know you want. And it also gives you better performance and stamina in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. And as a bonus, it benefits your overall cardiovascular and sexual health. It's called Joy Mode. And I love the name. It's a sexual performance booster, and it's made with science-backed ingredients. It's like a pre-workout supplement, but for the bedroom. So whether you're amping up the heat with the wife in the bedroom or you're going for gold (laughs) in a marathon session at a hotel takeover event, this supplement has to be part of your routine, part of the checklist. You can learn more and order yours at usejoymode.com. And if you enter the code Venus, you get 20% off. So that's usejoymode.com. Go ahead, get yours. Thank me later. Yeah, because I don't really know a lot about BDSM. I really don't. And I will get into, I will fucking dive into it on the show (laughs) at some point. I really will. (laughs) Get someone on here who knows what the fuck they're talking about when it comes to BDSM. I really don't. Um, So I'm not an expert on the power exchange part, but I fucking love a cuck's mind and I love the mind fuck of cuckolding. There is something there and I have a really hard time believing that it's not there with a stag, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I won't go there. We've gone there before. We did mm-hmm. an entire episode on this before. <laughs> are are all stags cucks? And there you go. <laughs> There's nothing I shy away from when it comes to comes to controversy on this show. <laughs> so, but I just wonder that if the connection is. When it comes to like people assuming that you have to be submissive, maybe it is about trusting your partner so much that you are not afraid of losing who you are. And maybe that's why maybe some guys are really, I find they grab a hold of those little strings of control that they're not willing to give up because they're afraid. This comes from fear. They're afraid they're going to lose control over themselves and they will no longer be respected. And in order to be respected, they have to hold on to these little strings of control, which they hold so close to their chest. And by those strings of control, I mean like rules and rules and rules for her to follow. And what I think what you're saying when you're saying I would do anything for her is that you trust her and that trust is you giving up those that, those tightly held strings of control and just saying, I trust you. Let's go on this journey together. Is that yeah. correct? Oh, 100%. And I think that with a lot of that comes this, I think the biggest fear for a lot of guys is there is this idea, this archetype of masculinity that we have sold to us that you're a real man if you go out and you add notches onto your belt, if you have, you know, multiple girls that you conquer, for lack of a better term. And I personally never felt myself attached to that type of ideal or archetype. I had a lot of times, especially when I was in college, where I did hook up with a lot of women. And I, there was something about it that just wasn't fully satisfying. And it wasn't until I really understood the cuck side of myself that I was like, oh, wait, this is <laughs> this is actually what I want. Um, and breaking apart that idea of masculinity and instead saying, hey, I am a man. I'm going to decide what I want. And if there's something that I really want, I'm not going to lie to myself about it for society's sake. I'm just going to go out and take it. Um, And that's part of the reason why, going back to your first question, why I have that title as Confident Cuck. Because, hell yeah, this is something I want. I'm not going to lie to myself. To me, that would be the, for lack of a better word, the most beta thing that you could do to deny yourself something that you want so bad. Yeah. So, but a lot of guys, this is a big, huge struggle. This is like a big thing where 
they they want this. They really want this. This is a part of them. They're turned on by it. They that mind fuck is like so so overwhelming in the greatest way, and yet. It is fucking terrifying because they think that that makes them less of a man. And I understand that there is so much of this use of the word cuck as um, as an insult. And it's not just used as a cuck, like the cuck insult in politics, but it's used really, really heavily in um Femdom and findom, especially the findom arena. That's really loud. It's very much out there. That's very, very, very loud. And all you hear is you're a cuck, which means you're worthless, which means you're weak, which means you're pathetic, which it, and it's literally that said over and over and over again a million times. It's no wonder a lot of guys really struggle with that, wanting this kind of relationship. And yet, you know, they, they don't want it because it, they don't want to be all of those things. Like how many times have I heard guys say, I'm not a cuck because I like to have sex with my mm-hmm. wife. <laughs> <laughs> like, where the fuck did this come from? <laughs> I have a matchmaking service, which <laughs> has a bunch of single women who are looking for this kind of relationship, a lot of them who don't have experience in this kind of relationship, not fucking one of them is willing to sign up for a complete sexual denial relationship. Not one of them. I'm like, where do you get this idea from? And so there, I understand why guys struggle with this, but you said it was just a matter of changing the way in which you think about it. Is it really that easy? Are you really able to just, you know, get over that insecurity of the not being man enough kind of thing? Or like, is it that easy for you? Uh, well, if you're man enough. Um, <laughs> no, uh, 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 to give um, a serious answer to that, though, what I honestly think it is, is if you if you're looking at it from a guy's perspective, having all this weight on your shoulders of this negativity of a, what a, what a cuck is makes when you're going into the fantasy of it that much more taboo, makes it that much heavier on you that this is such an extreme thing. So if you are in a position like me where you've deconstructed it a little bit and you've realized, oh, this is actually something that I want and I can look at it as a masculine, I think that there's a lot of people who are afraid that they give up some of their humiliation or some of their... um more masochistic, I think is, or yeah, I think masochistic would be the right word, um, their desires there, because then if you do admit that this is something that you like, then you lose that kind of part of it, um, which you don't necessarily even have to lose that as well. Uh, and I think that you illuminate this a lot in your one episode where you talk about teasing versus humiliation. Mm-hmm. I think that verbiage is so beneficial because it really does feel like a tease when humiliation things are set inside the bedroom between a cuckoldress and cuckold. It's the way that I always describe it is it's like slapping with words, you know, it's just a little bit of that pain play that you're having, but it's doing it with words instead of doing it with, um, you know, an actual hand. And I think that a lot of men are just so afraid to give up that negativity, that taboo that, oh, this is an extreme thing that I'm doing that they actually don't want to give it up. They want to have this secret in their head um, because making it a reality would kind of, um, you know, pull the curtain back and they have to actually yeah. really wait. Is this, is this what I want? And then you have to take the responsibility of finding a woman who's in this lifestyle, satisfying her and then actually following her fantasies instead of you just trying to be a little director and tell her what to do. So I think a lot of guys are afraid to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see that. So you've said in your blog, I was just reading it recently. You, you said in one of your blog posts that you feel like this uh, attraction to this cuckolding kind of lifestyle makes you want to be more of a man. How, how do you, what do you mean by that? So in the feeling, what is a man? That's a, that's kind of a weird question. I know that the topic today is all, what is a woman with all the (laughs) politics and stuff. Um, But I think that uh, because we have, you know, the male gaze, there's a lot of patriarchal forces that are, we don't need to get into all all that kind of sociological stuff. Um, But I think the concept of what is a man uh, has definitely changed a lot over time. And I think it's hard for a lot of young men to figure out 
you know, what are they going to do? We're not going to go out and conquer places. We live in a globalized world where the territory is divvied up and we have nuclear bombs. It's probably not good if we all go doing that anymore. <laughs> um, <laughs> so as we're trying to figure out, you know, what is a man? Where's the place of masculinity? I did a lot of reflection on myself and I was like, what really gives me satisfaction? What do I want to get out of this life that I have? Um, and part of what I wanted to get out of this life was to have this type of intimate romantic relationship that involves this cuckolding that involves me supporting a woman taking her sexuality to the absolute zenith and then going on that journey with her and having her include me in some way having that inclusion is what i want i don't want to be this cuckold that never has sex that's put in the corner and nobody (laughs) talks about um i want her to also want to bring me on that journey so you know i don't want a cuckoldress who's forced into this or who doesn't you know think that this is for her i want somebody who is a hundred percent into this and into me. And when they hear what I'm talking about with the, you know, fantasies and ideas of cuckolding, they're enticed and not intimidated by that. So being a man is saying, this is what I really want. This is what I want from the world. And I'm going to go out and get it. So when I do go out and get it, (laughs) when I go down for, you know, cleanup duty after she just got a massive cream pie, then I feel like, fuck, like this is the type of man I want to be. The one that's (laughs) chin deep in some pussy would just... (laughs) All, all that running all over my face. <laughs> oh, that's a great visual. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> okay, so that's the thing. Okay, so a lot of, not, not a lot, but some guys, they're like, no, I don't want to be do cleanup because that's too humiliating and I'm not into humiliation and or they think it makes them gay, which I don't fucking understand at all. But <laughs> I don't know how you connect those two, but um, that's just bizarre. But what do you think about the whole like cleanup thing? Is this something that you see as humiliating in a fun way or what is it for you? Um, I think there's a level of submission that definitely goes on there, but it's also really enticing to me. I really want to do it. Um, I, I think that, number one, you're going down on your woman. So, like, I never want to refuse my woman to go down on her. That's, like, my first thought. Like, why would I ever say no to, <laughs> to being able to eat her pussy? That's, you know, <laughs> one of the big reasons I'm here. Um, but I think to to get to what else you're talking about here, that whole concept of is this gay or is this not, I think that there is some level of vicarious attraction to uh, the same sex through cuckolding. There is some type of attraction that uh, most cuckolds do have to men, but for me at least, and different guys can talk about this differently, but for me that attraction comes from how he looks through my woman's eyes, how he looks through her eyes and how she feels through him. So realizing that for me is kind of what made me also feel like, hey, this is like a masculine manly thing that I'm doing, um, providing for my woman and, you know, getting her exactly what she wants and making sure that she always has that. And even after, you know, this guy's gone, I'm still right there for her. Um, And then I think that a lot of guys actually do like to play with the gay or forced by fantasy of it. And I think that's them, again, putting themselves in the front seat. They're not focusing on the female first. And they really have other fetishes that they're getting into with humiliation. And cuckolding is just like a side thing. So I think those guys are, you know, those are like the backpack cucks, as you've talked about <laughs> in other in other uh, uh, podcasts. Um, so I think that they're very different from like the lifestyle cucks like myself and um, like Anne's cuckold and uh, the few other Others that yeah. we've had on some pillow talks. <laughs> yes, yes. Good old pillow talks. Um, yeah, you bring up a good point because I know that there definitely there are people out there who say, yeah, if you're a cuck, it means you're gay or you want to, to be bisexual or you're secretly in the closet or something like that. And you're using this cuck lifestyle as your way to fulfill your gay or bisexual fantasies. Um. I think that that is true in some cases that there are some guys who see this as an opportunity to be able to do that. And the whole forced buy thing is like really attractive. They're like, yes, I think that would be really fun. And then there's some other guys who are like, no, I don't think I could ever do that. I think the only way I could ever go there is if my woman really, really, really got off on it. (laughs) So... (laughs) I'm like, okay. But there are, I would say, a lot of women um, who are just not, that's not something that they sign up for. Um, And some women who absolutely love it. But I think this idea that all cucks are secretly gay is ridiculous. Like, I 
I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm, I don't have my finger on the pulse on this one. <laughs> Maybe there, there are a lot of really closeted uh, cucks out there that I just don't know about, but I certainly haven't come across a lot of them. What about you, you with your blog and your podcast? Have you come across a lot? Um, A few, but definitely not the majority of it. I think that a lot of the gay bi stuff that's intertwined with cuckolding is about the fact that for like the real lifestyle cucks like myself and others is it can be attractive because it's an extreme to go to the fact that you don't want to do it. The fact that you're not gay is why doing something like this would be attractive. Um, And just like you said, I haven't, especially with the women I've talked to, I really haven't met any women that uh, really like the gay or forced by stuff. And especially the women that I've dated, I've been with, they've never liked it. They've been actively turned off by it. So I've never engaged with it um, personally, but I know that if I had a cuckoldress who wanted me to do that, I would a hundred percent do that and be like, yeah, if you want me to go down on a guy, if that would really turn you on, it would be hard for me to do it, but that would be okay. Man up, rise to the occasion do what needs to be done for her. <laughs> um, but I do think that there's, there's also just, for me being a a straight guy and what I would prefer to do is I like the idea of getting close to things that it's a little bit risque, but actually touching a guy and doing stuff with a guy doesn't do anything for me. There isn't uh, an attraction there. There also isn't like a repulsion there. I'm not like grossed out by it. It's just like, Hey, that's, you know, that's a penis. Uh, (laughs) So, okay. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not gonna, again, I'm not going to say no to eating pussy. So if there's, you know, a big black cock fucking it right there, I'm not going to just not going to stop like that. I mean, if some balls hit your face, Hey, comes to the territory. (laughs) It's a ball slap. (laughs) I love the visuals in this episode. All right. Uh, (laughs) What are some other common stereotypes that you see? What about the sissies? Like, I feel like there are there are a lot of people out there who believe that cuck equals sissy, that those two are intertwined. Yeah. And I've seen that a lot too in the chastity community that a lot think that also if you're doing chastity, you have to be feminized and sissified and all this kind of stuff. Um, I think a lot of that, too, is the extreme again. It's saying, hey, this is an extreme thing that you would do. You know, you would give up all your masculinity. Um, And I think it's about the contrast that if you are, you know, a feminized white boy in in comparison to this huge hung, you know, masculine black bull, then that adds layers of difference and that layers of difference can make it more attractive. So I get I get the attraction to it. But for me, as somebody who's very comfortable in my not just my sexuality, but my gender, I really like being the man sitting back, having like a glass of scotch or a glass of whiskey and letting her and the bowl just go at it together. And then after they're done, then I come in and then we have a reconnecting moment where I can go down on her. I can eat up that delicious cream pie <laughs> and we can have that time. So I personally like doing it that way. But I, I think that there is a lot of um, this, uh, uh, the sissy and feminization attraction, but I think that really comes from a place of comparing and contrasting between the bull just he's so masculine so if you feminize yourself at all then it's more of a difference right so if your woman wanted you to put on pink panties and walk around like that you would be okay with it yeah hearing it it doesn't like entice me (laughs) i'm like what is this doing (laughs) um i would rather personally have uh like the little uh, the little like just the bow tie and nothing else on but the bow tie and the chastity and then I can you know help serve her yeah. and stuff I would like that a little bit more personally <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if pink panties do it for her then again seeing through her eyes how she would be turned on by that that would make yeah. me really enticed I'd be like all right yeah. fuck it let's try it <laughs> I think that's what makes a really good partner in this kind of relationship is that kind of feedback loop that you get from each other like the more turned on you are, the more turned on I am. And the more turned on I am, the more turned on you are. Mm-hmm. And it just we really like feed off of each other. That was like, that's what it was like for it with my first cuck boyfriend. Like uh, he was unloading his uh, cuckold fantasies on me. And I was just like, wow. And he, you know, loved the teasing about size, even though he was really big. But he mm-hmm. wanted, you know, <laughs> and I was like, I don't understand this, but this is fun, you know. <laughs> And I could see how turned on he got by these things. And I was just like, damn, that is something else. Couldn't believe it. So maybe that is the se- the secret key to this kind of relationship um, success is that you really do feed off of each other uh, and how that how you're feeling, how you, you get turned on and aroused by these things. So it's not so much about the things and more about your partner's reaction to them. 
Yeah, for sure. That feedback that you're talking about, the that the way that it snowballs into each other is a hundred percent like what makes, as you've said in <laughs> another podcasting, cuckolding as next level love. It really sends it to another level. And what I've found in that dynamic is that if you th- this is why it's so good to let the lifestyle be female first in terms of the feedback loop of me getting turned on by her arousal, her getting turned on by my arousal and those glances that you look that you have and you share with each other as, you know, she's down on her knees, like right in front of like this hung black eye and I'm over there with my, you know, whiskey in one hand and just, (laughs) you could just see it in each other's eyes. Um, And then also how you can share that in, in any other way. Uh, Like I know you've talked about having your cuckold over the phone and I think that's really hot too, because then you have a level of denial there. Like I want to be there, but instead I just have to focus in this one dimension. So all your energy is on that one dimension. Very very, imaginative because all you're doing is hearing. You have to imagine what is, what you would be seeing. Oh, it's so fun. So So have you told people in your regular vanilla life about this side of you. Hey, did you know that there's a -a one-of-a-kind matchmaking service for cuckolding and female-led relationships? Venus Connections is a private service for single men and single women who want a loving cuckolding relationship. And now there's a new separate FLR program too. There's no scrolling through profiles or sharing photos with members. It's totally private. And the dates are blind dates too. Included in the program is a three-week course and an interview with me. So join now at venusconnections.com and use the code TOPTIER2024 for 40% off the top 1% membership. That's venusconnections.com. Make 2024 the year that you get the relationship of your dreams. Yes. I've told, um, my family knows a little bit more than, uh, like friends and coworkers, just because when I talk about it with, um, most friends and coworkers, I don't, you know, I, I say it in a little bit more of a politically correct way as we're talking about it. I, normally just talk about it as a one-way open relationship. I don't really drop the cuckolding line right away. <laughs> a lot of people aren't ready for that. Um, but uh, but I am very open about it, and I don't have any shame about it. And I, I think that a lot more men should be open about it um, because it really th- – the main reason that I think a lot of men should be open about it is I hate that women get a bad rap for embracing their sexuality, for having a slutty side of them that they let out and really feeding off that sexual energy. I think that there should be an appreciation for that. There should be a celebration for that sluttiness. So every cuckold that stays in the closet is – is holding us back from that is making it more likely that people are going to have this different perception of cuckold. That's only what you see in porn. So I like to come out there as, Hey, I'm this guy. I'm this masculine guy. I go to the gym. I have sex. I, you know, we do a lot of different things. Um, but I'm also a cuckold. This is also a big part about me. So, um, I try to be as open with it as I can to let everybody else know this is a great lifestyle. It's got some misconceptions. And while most people are probably okay with serial monogamy, um, I think a lot more people should check this out because uh, it really is wonderful. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> and so what, what's been the reaction from those people? I have one friend who well, used to be friend who called me an F slur and said, this is gross. What the hell's wrong with you? Um, and him and I don't talk anymore. Uh, everybody else, to be honest, doesn't really care. They have their own life going on. <laughs> their their perceptions to it were, um, you know, when my dad found out, he was like, geez, that's you young kids. You don't even know what you're doing anymore. I was like, I don't think it's just young people because <laughs> a lot of the cuckolds <laughs> I've talked to have been a bit older. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, it's been, um, it, most of the response is just kind of apathetic to it. Um, but I've noticed that women especially are very interested in talking about it and wanting to know the details, um, especially women that are already in relationships. So you guys no can take whatever kidding. you want from that. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Okay. Get this. I went to an, uh, a new esthetician today. Uh, first time meeting her and she was asking me, you know, what do you do? And then, so I told her about the podcast and she was asking me what it was about. And and I, you know, I gave her the spiel, like, it's about sexuality, it's about non-monogamy. And she's like, oh, non-monogamy. And I said, yeah, but 
a very niche form (laughs) 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 where I said, where, you know, he's very uh, faithful to her and she's allowed to have complete sexual freedom. And, and she was like, Oh, really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) And, and then she said, and I said, yeah, it's like, it's, it's honestly, it's amazing. And then she said, well, that sounds, uh, she said, she's, that sounds really great. She goes, to be honest, I really do think that my husband would be down for that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I'm like, I wonder if I sparked a conversation tonight at home when she got home. Like, I wonder if she talked to her husband about this. Like, hey, what do you what, what do you think? Because she was like, I think he'd be down for that. <laughs> so it really think, is popular. You're right. I think if you, the way that you talk about it, the way that you bring it up as a very like matter of fact, normal, whatever, not not weird, not strange, just a type of relationship. Um, that people will be curious about it, that people will have a genuine curiosity about it instead of feeling like, oh, what is she, what are you talking about? That sounds weird, <laughs> you know, but know your audience. If you're talking <laughs> to a bunch of fucking churchgoers, like you are going to get that. What are you talking about? <laughs> you are going to hell. <laughs> That's my assumption anyway. Prove me wrong. <laughs> Well, it it is funny you say that because there's been a few uh, people that I know that have gotten in the lifestyle from a very conservative life yes. uh, uh, upbringing. They're like, wow, this is so different. Um, but even uh, my own brother is a lot more religious. I'm not religious at all. <laughs> my brother is religious and uh, he has you know a side of him like that. But when I talked with him about this lifestyle, I was thinking he definitely wouldn't understand it at all. He, you know, it, it would be something very, very different for him. And one thing that he told me is he likes to go out with his wife and go to dancing at Latin clubs and dance like to that Latin music and see her dancing with other guys. And that gets them excited to come home. And I was like, Hey, that's, it's like cuckolding light almost. <laughs> it is <laughs> the light version. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's the mind fuck. It is mm-hmm. that, that very visceral reaction that men have when they mm-hmm. sense or see their woman flirting with somebody else. I just, there is something, there is a reaction that happens there in the mind and the body and men that I don't fully understand, but there is definitely something there. So he's, he's, he's caught onto that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that with that attraction too, there's, it, it's especially powerful when the guys that, uh, she, that your woman's going to be with when they're something that, you know, she's attracted to when they're very masculine, when they're, you know, tall, dark and handsome, everything that she likes, when you see that and you see her light up next to him as well. Then that visceral reaction you feel, at least for me as a cuckold, it fills me with this, it it like bubbles up inside of me (laughs) and it just, it fills me with like such warmth. And right there, I'm like, I want to support her. I don't want to hold this back. I want to, I want to take this beast inside of me and, and restrain myself to support her as much as she can. So that way I can build up and build up and build up. And then once she's done getting this, you know, this hung bowl that she wants, then I can come back and reconnect with her. And I just, that urge that I have is, you know, if, if I, if, if I was going to deny cuckolding, I would have to die, deny that urge to myself. And I could, I could never live with myself if I did that. <laughs> right. That's amazing. So it sounds like you've been able to really turn this, love for this kind of relationship into something really, really positive and genuine of who you are and you're living your authentic life. And I love that you're telling people in your li- your life about it. That's amazing. Do you ever have debates with people about cuckolding? Yes, I do. I have had a few. Um, <laughs> I, I like to engage with that. I've debated with people that are very much against it, um, people that don't really know about it. Uh, a lot of times people that are against it are just people that want to control other people. So that's a pretty easy debate. It's like, Hey, you want to control other people. I'm not saying everybody has to do this. Um, and one thing, no matter, no matter how much I sing the praises of cuckolding and having the open relationship, I think that most people, they can't handle it. I think most people have levels of jealousy, levels of territorialism, um, whether it's societal based or it's really just who they are deep down, um, where they want serial monogamy. They want to just have somebody and, and that's fine. You guys do that. You monogamy people just don't make me do it. <laughs> And I'm not going to make you do the cuckolding thing. Um, and I think that having the open lifestyle for us that 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 doesn't work for, um, I think once we find our niche in it, we're like, okay, this this doesn't just work for me. This is what I need. So that's why yes. like I say I identify as a cuckold. Like, this is my sexuality. Yes. This is my lifestyle. This is who I am. <laughs> yeah. And so, but you don't, you don't identify as a stag. Correct. And I think it, it's because <laughs> you said you put your woman first, right? Yeah. And also, I, 
<laughs> this is going to piss some people off, but um, <laughs> don't reason to shy away from controversy. Um, I also think uh, it's being a little bit of a pussy to use the term stag. I feel like people are just afraid of the word cuckold. Like, just own up. Just say, hell yeah, I like to do this cuckold thing. I like to, you know, go down on my girl after she fucks. I like to see her sucking a big dick and, you know, have my cock right in my hand next to her. Like, just just embrace it. Like, stop being afraid of a word, man. <laughs> That's how I feel. <laughs> I think that it's def that is definitely true in some cases where mm-hmm. guys are definitely gravitate towards the stag because they think it's a little bit more manly than a poor pathetic cuck. But mm-hmm. yeah, let's let's use this opportunity to say that's bullshit. Um, cucks are definitely not weak. They're definitely not doormats or ashtrays or somebody to be pitied. That they have a absolutely unique and magical mind that is just i i it's i am inspired by it honestly and i think that there is so much value in this kind of relationship especially the way that you say you know you're really putting your woman first you are encouraging her and celebrating her sexuality cuckolding is like the opposite of slut shaming Everybody knows what slut shaming is. They know. They're like, okay, I know exactly what that is. Men and women do it both. They're so it's so awful. So what is the opposite of that? Think about it. Like, what is the opposite? It is cuckolding. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. But yes, it's still a fucking shitty patriarchal misogynist world out there where this is a, a dangerous thing for women to be. Yeah, and that's why I also think a lot more cuckolds need to be open about it because there is there is like a danger in women. Women, I know that you get I've said the same things that you have said online and you get so much more harassment for it, so much pushback from it. Um Oh my also, god. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> we have said the exact same statement. And the exact same person will fucking like go savage on me and then on your statement, exact same wording, he'd be like, bro, are you sure about that? <laughs> <laughs> no shit. <laughs> literally, literally. Yeah. And that's why like a lot more cuckolds need to be out there and open and speak. Yeah. No, no, no. This is what we do. This is how we do it. This is what we like. This is what we're okay with. Um, and, you know, we have to do it because I, part of what I see as being a man is, you know, being somebody that can protect women. And I know I can protect, you know, my woman in any situation that we're going to have in real life. But also when we're out there, I want women to feel safe embracing that slit side of themselves. There's no reason why it should be cool for men to go out and fuck. But if women go out and fuck, it's this terrible thing. Um, And I've always found that when I was going out and hooking up and doing that uh, uh, culture that I had where I was just finding, you know, the next girl to, to hook up with, I just had so much, so much missing that when I plugged in the cuckold relationship and focusing on her. It was like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is, <laughs> this is something else entirely. You plugged in the amplifier. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Downloaded the new app. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Okay. Well, um, I think that we've covered a lot today. I think we've definitely made some mental pictures that are super fucking memorable and also made some very provocative, (laughs) controversial statements. So, yeah, we've had a great conversation today. Um, Before I wrap this up, where can everybody learn more about you, listen to the podcast and read the blog? Where can they find you? Uh, so you can find me on my Twitter has all my links on there on my WordPress as well. Um, confidentcuck.wordpress.com. Um, I believe my podcast is on the Sproutly app. I believe that's the name of the app. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I forget sometimes with it. Um, and then, yeah, I've also had a few appearances, um, that I've also linked on my WordPress that you can find there. Uh, I was also on Consenting Adults with Lena. Love her. She was fantastic. She's great. <laughs> and it's great to talk to a vanilla person about all this. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, lastly, one thing I just want to say, too, is, um, and maybe we'll get more into this uh, uh, in the next time that we chat. Um, but I do want to say, too, just as men have to go out there and stand up for uh, women and cuckolding because they get a lot of shit and we can have a lot of power to do things if we stand out. I think also a lot of men have to do that coming out to support um, like the queen of spades and this whole lifestyle around the interracial and the admiration that, you know, you beautiful cuckoldresses have for your black holes. And I think that that admiration and that beauty 
really gets missed a lot because so much of the cuckolding is about the cuckold and cuckoldress. And, you know, the bulls are people too. They're very important, loved people in this relationship. And we want to be able to do it without them too. So just want to give a shout out to all the amazing bulls out there um, <laughs> and say, yes. yeah, if we can get more positive uh, feedback everywhere, um, more people being real about it instead of just what porn likes to show you, I think that we can make a healthier conversation everywhere. Wonderful. I love that so much. And I will have all of your links in the show notes for today's episode. And you can actually just go to venuscuckoldress.com and you'll find his podcast. There's a whole tab just for him where you can listen to his podcast. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. And yes, I'm sure we're going to have many more amazing conversations. Perhaps we can even continue this conversation on the Moan app. (laughs) Oh, I will definitely be there for that. (laughs) Yeah, now that it's available for download for everybody, Android and iPhone users, I think that that would be a really great conversation for us to to have there. And then we can have some people asking questions and joining in on the conversation. So one more way to get people motivated to lend their voice to all of this. So thank you so much for coming on the show with me today. Thank you for having me. And thank you for being the uh, the goddess herself, uh, the queen of queens in this lifestyle. We appreciate Woo-hoo! everything you do. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's going to be it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me. And thank you to everyone for making this show such a huge success. I'm so grateful. You can go to venuscockledress.com to subscribe to this podcast as well as check out the Venus Vault. There's also the blog there and you can submit a question or comment for the show. Now, before I say goodbye, I must mention if you are interested in dating in the cuckolding lifestyle, if you're single and you're looking for someone, you can go to venusconnections.com. That's matchmaking, private matchmaking for the loving cuckolding relationship lifestyle. And if you're interested in taking some cuckolding courses, you can go to cuckoldingcourses.com. I've created a couple of courses for you there. All right, that is going to be it for this episode. If you want to follow me on Twitter, my handle is at cuckoldressv. All right, that's it. We'll see you next time. believe it's been four years since I first started this podcast. And looking back, I had no idea that this would be my full-time job. I love the work that I do. And it's because of you, the listeners, and your support that I'm able to do this. So right now, if you join the Helpful Cuck tier, you get tons of benefits. My favorite ones are the private one-to-one chat every month. You also get access to my private Snapchat group. Weekly live hangouts with me on Crowdcast. I love those. And you get juicy bonus episodes. There's key holding. There's video replays of the Pillow Talk events. And there's also access to my private community on the Moan app. So join right now. You can use the promo code CUCKLOVE2024 for 15% off your Helpful Cuck membership at venuscuckoldress.com.